0: blog talk radio hey everybody good morning thank you so much for joining me on this edition of down to earth it's a show in which we talk about the issues that matter and today the momentous day that today is, it's eight days before the November general elections. We are watching whiteness work. That's right. We're watching whiteness work. We're watching how white supremacy, the law of the land, is working. Now, on today, the Senate that is controlled by Republicans, who are mostly white, except for Senator Tim Scott, the token black Republicans, Notice I said the word token because people don't like to be called what they are, racist. So they always place a black person. You can always tell who the racist persons are because they always have a black person in their midst. They're never surrounded generally by just a group of people who look like the rest of America. They always have one token person in the midst to decry the myth that they're not racist, that they're racist. So except for Senator Tim Scott, who is probably going to vote along party lines today, the Senate is going to confirm Amy Coney Barrett, a white woman, to the Supreme Court, which is a lifetime appointment. The Supreme Court of the United States is the most powerful court on the planet. Not only does it set judicial precedent for Americans, but it also sets in place, uh, it also sets policy. It determines what happens. So if there's a dispute about the November elections, it is going to be solved by the Supreme Court. The Supreme Court is as white as it can be. Now, there's a token Black man and a token Hispanic woman. But where are Chinese Americans, Native Americans, Indian Americans? Aren't they judges too? Are they not just as qualified? In fact, Amy Coney Barrett has been a judge for Less than three years. Let me put that into perspective for you. It takes three years to study law. For you to graduate law school, you have to study for three years. In less time than it took for her to study law, she's a federal judge and now to be given a lifetime appointment to the Supreme Court. It sounds like we need to do a little thing called term limits, which is limiting the time that you spend in an occupied public, publicly appointed position. Nobody should have lifetime appointments to anything. We need to start having term limits on senators, term limits on the US House of Representatives, term limits on federal judges, term limits on Supreme Court judges. Just like the president can only serve for two terms, That is exactly how much time people should spend on the court. Why are we giving people lifetime appointments? We're creating monarchies. You give them so much time, they sit in the system and along the way appoint their relatives until they have created a whole monarchy and you don't even realize it. They have cousins and nieces and nephews who are judges all throughout the country, all connected because they have lifetime appointments. The problem is, this is white power. At its most potent, in its most potent form, because if Amy Coney Barrett were black, brown, or any other ethnicity, she wouldn't be where she is. You notice nobody's talking about it? Because no matter what, at the base of it, everybody is protecting their color. So even people who are Democrats, who are white, they're not talking much about it. Because they're protecting the white girl, the little white girl. Look at Senator Diane Feinstein. She's supposed to be a high-ranking senator and high-ranking Democrat on the Senate Judiciary Committee, and she hugged Lindsey Graham. You know what her opening words to to Amy Coney was? Guess. Welcome to the family. I wanted to punch her in the face. Like, what what are you talking about? Welcome to the family? That's how you greet the most unqualified candidate ever for the Supreme Court? I mean... If, if this administration has taught us nothing else, is that it believes in perpetuating the power of white supremacy. First, it was ramming what's his name Kavanaugh down our throats. Remember him, the guy who was accused of everything that was wrong. They rammed him down our throats like, I don't care if he's accused of any sexual impropriety; he's all right with me. He's just being a man. Then now it's this unqualified candidate who believes. She doesn't believe in abortion rights and reproductive rights. And you might say, well, why is that an issue? Because if you're going to tell me that I can't have an abortion, then you're going to tell me pretty soon how many children I can have. If you're going to tell LGBTQ people that they can't marry whom they love, then you're going to tell me that I can't marry whom I love. So if I fall in love with somebody who looks like you, Then you're going to tell me that I can't marry you, the court is going to tell me I can't marry you in the same way that you say I can't marry LGBTQ people, can't marry whom they love. That's the danger. So we create these monarchies where people's opinions and how they feel, because that's what it comes down to. It's personal. It's how that person's prejudices and implicit biases influence their opinions and influence their decisions. The problem is you're sitting on the highest court in the land. From everything I've seen written about her, even her own colleagues at Notre Dame faculty have asked her to step aside, but she's blind and raw in her ambition for a lifetime appointment, I say impeach her after the Democrats win. I don't want somebody on the court. First of all, you don't represent my interest. Secondly, I'm not I don't want you there because pretty soon you'll start dictating what happens to my body, and pretty soon you'll start telling me whom I should marry. This is the power of white supremacy. Watch whiteness work because that's all it is. They're going to vote along party lines. They're going to vote along color lines today. If she were not white, she would not be there. Do you know what brings her to that attention? First of all, look at who she is. She was a a law professor at Notre Dame. Notre Dame is in which state? Indiana. Who comes from Indiana? The vice president. That's whiteness working for you. Isn't it? Secondly, she was a law clerk who worked on the Bush-Gore uh, co- campaign, remember that, when Bush was contesting the election results in Florida, and at the time, Bush's brother was the governor of Florida, and the secretary of state of Florida, much vilified, they called her Cruella Deville after a while, uh, she uh, determined that the Republicans had, that's how uh, Bush won the first election. Well, this Amy Coney Barrett person, she worked in that Washington law firm. So naturally, Trump is going to look at it and say, hey, she knows judicial procedure. She's been down this road before. If I'm going to contest elections as he has threatened, he's going to contest every election and every state. Up, well, brother, your constitutional authority dries up on January 20th. Good luck trying to ram that through to the Supreme Court. We'll see how that works. In the last four years, President Trump has appointed over 198 federal judges. That is unprecedented. The reason you are all not seeing anything done in your state, you got to look at who the federal judges are and who appointed them. That is why they were all appointed by Republicans, because Mitch McConnell hates black people. Yeah, I know he's married to a Chinese lady whose family own a lot of property and money and a lot of logistics business in China, but she's still not Black. Her family were not enslaved in the American She doesn't have that history. That's whiteness for you. I'm not saying that her being Chinese is whiteness. I'm saying that Mitch McConnell did not choose a Black woman for his wife. He chose a Chinese person. So that tells you that his whole problem with color is based on the color of your skin. I don't care if he likes uh, his granddaughter is married to the Kentucky Attorney General. That's that's him pushing his whiteness further. I'm going to choose a token black to make it seem like, who me? I'm not racist. Look at me carefully. <laughs> it's it's the craziest thing I've ever heard. So check this out, right? I'm reading the story this morning, and I was like, Whoa. This has been coming up since last night. Being white in America means being the least qualified person in the room, but having the most prestigious and most senior position. Positions that black people and people of color have to be routinely overqualified and supremely educated for. Ms. Barrett has only two years experience in private practice, has never tried a case nor argued an appeal and only became a judge for the first time in 2017. That is important. She has only two years experience in private practice. She has never tried a case, no. Well, hold on, I thought to be a judge, you, you had to have five years standing at the bar in Michigan, yes. A black woman or a woman of color in Ms. Barrett's position would have had to have twice the qualifications just to secure a position of senior partner at a, law, at a large law firm. Aside from the implications of what a majority conservative Supreme Court means for working class and black people in America, what else does her astronomical rise to the most powerful court on the planet mean for advancing the goals and agenda of white supremacy? I couldn't have said it better. Just think about it. Everybody who is a black person and a person of color know that for you to be chosen in any position, in any field in America, whether it's in corporate, even in in a small-time business, even in a business with less than 10 employees that makes less than $100,000 a year. In any sphere, for you to be chosen to be in a position of leadership, you have to be the most qualified. You have to be supremely educated. This is, is, is it any wonder? Michelle Obama was the first lady of the United States. Michelle Obama was educated first at Princeton as undergraduate, a faith, a complete that perhaps is not even available to most even even most white americans she's a harvard law school graduate melania trump just danced on a stage and now she's she's first lady and nobody says anything because she's a white girl so nobody picks on her and says what qualifications do you bring to the position of first lady what your focus will be most first ladies have a platform what will yours be what are your concerns She doesn't care. She says, what do I care for? She used the F word. What do I give up about children in cages? That's the power of whiteness. Donald Trump is the least most qualified candidate for president, but you all jumped behind him because he's white. And let's face it, at the end of the day, you're threatened by Joe Biden because Joe Biden is going to do what? Level the playing field despite the fact that he's white. So even in all his whiteness, he probably is the most are uh, able to look at the store look at the field and say, well, let's level it a little bit out of compassion and empathy. But you all look at Donald Trump as your savior, your white savior, because he has come to save your whiteness, because you're so focused on color. Now if 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 let's say Trump in another world and in another planet or universe had chosen a black woman she would have been ripped apart by the media. What, what qualities does she possess? Let's examine her record. She would have been ripped apart by the media. The media is not the fourth estate in America. The media is part of the government, I swear to God. The, the media, the mainstream media, Fox, CNN, ABC, NBC, what's the other one, CBS? They all are part of the government. They control and manipulate public opinion. You can't choose a candidate unless they approve. And they resoundingly approve of white choices. None of the media has gone in depth into Amy Coney's experience. I had to go look her up myself. Nobody talked about her lack of experience as a federal judge. Nobody talked about the fact that she had only practiced in private practice for two, two years. And then suddenly she became a federal judge, appointed to the bench. So that means the president can override whatever the requirements are. That's another thing we need to look into. Maybe in another time that works because you only imagine that presidents would be white, so they would be endowed with God knows what kind of values. But we choose a president who believes that whites are superior, regardless of their qualifications for the position. And let's face it. White people are the least educated in America. I was on my LinkedIn page last night, and I kid you not, after a while, I said, hold on. Literally, I said, wait, wait just a minute. There are more black people on my feed who have three degrees. One guy had just graduated with a master's in education and a master's in public health. That's three degrees, and I'm like, you're still only going to be paid ninety dollars to $100,000 for it, but you will have a ton of student loans to pay back. I look at white folks who are in positions of leadership in other countries, not in companies, in senior positions. They have a bachelor's degree, maybe a bachelor's in marketing, advertising, communications. Very rarely do you come across a white person with a master's degree, unless they're a doctor, a scientist, or a lawyer, I kid you not. Invariably, most white people in senior positions, you know it's true, that's, the, that's white supremacy. It's just like the Wells Fargo CEO who says that he has never met black people with talent. Well, dude, if you are surrounded only by whites and whiteness, how are you going to know what white, what black people are, what colored people are? If all you have always believed is that talent resides only in white bodies. I'm telling you, this has got to stop because this looks like we're headed, I'm surprised you're all not jumping all over me because this is headed in the wrong direction, quick, fast, and in a hurry. How can it be? How can it be that we have people who are appointed to positions. Have you never seen it? Everybody in America knows this to be true. How many times have you applied for a position within your company and you are qualified for the position to the extent where you are overqualified? And they give it to somebody who doesn't have the qualifications you have, doesn't have the seniority you have, but they tell you that that person is the best candidate for the job. They pass you over and tell you that they chose the best candidate. And when you look at it, that person doesn't have one-tenth the qualification. So it makes you wonder, why are we all pursuing higher education? Why are we taking on student loans to have master's degrees and advanced degrees if we're not going to be paid because a promotion to a higher position is payment? You hope, because sometimes you find that You might have the title, but the person beneath you, whom you're supervising earns more than you because of whiteness. Do you see how intrinsic and inherent white supremacy is? Immediately, your unconscious bias is to accept what the white person says. And we have a president who steadfastly believes in that. There are eight days left to this election. And instead of worrying about people dying, 225,197 up until last night, up until 1130 last night was what I saw. Instead of worrying about 225,000, instead of worrying about field hospitals and in, in Wisconsin, instead of worrying about the fact that hospitalizations in Utah have risen to the extent where ICUs are overrun, you're worried about ramming through a white woman to put her on the Supreme Court. A lifetime appointment, I think it's time we start impeaching people and removing them. First of all, RBG shouldn't have been there that long. Lifetime appointments do not work because when she got ill, it exposed the vulnerability in the system. When she got ill, you gave somebody whom should never have had the power in the first place, the power to replace her. Are you seeing what I'm saying? So we shouldn't have lifetime appointments. If we had placed someone in there and they ho- had only served two terms, and two terms should be concurrent with the, the, the timeline of the presidency, if the presidency only gets four years, nobody should get six years. Senators shouldn't have six years. Should not. It should be four years too. Everybody, term is up, it's up. That way people go in, they get the job done, and they get out of there. You have people sitting in positions for 30 years, You've created a dynasty. It's more than a dynasty. You've created a monolith where people think they own this and they can do what they want. Mitch McConnell has been a senator for 35 years. And he won't pass a stimulus bill to keep Americans off the streets, to keep Americans in their homes so people can pay their bills and feed their families. The same people who pay taxes and paid taxes into the system to pay him. He can't. P- pass a stimulus bill, but he's interested in putting a white woman on the Supreme Court. The ease with which they did this and the speed with which they did this suggest that something nefarious is afoot. i don't believe that it's just Obamacare that they're interested in in in, rebu- in repealing i don't believe that they must have a bigger agenda that they think that if they can do it then it's going to be harder for the next group of people coming in to undo. It must be something. And they have found they made a deal with her, and she agreed that she's going to do it. Because she, along with Gorsuch and Kavanaugh, that's a majority conservative uh, position right there. Who is going to do anything? John Roberts, whom they keep beating up every time he goes jogging, he falls. RBG is dead. Sotomayor is on the outskirts. And of course, Clarence Thomas, the token black, is no black at all. He makes sure he sides with white people because he's terrified. He has internalized self-hatred. He hates the color of his own skin, probably wants to disappear and can't do anything about it. But that's what white supremacy does to people. They don't even realize that siding with their oppressor is also what could, is, is also what makes them hate themselves because you're looking at yourself through the eyes of the oppressor. If, it's just like being in love with someone who's bad for you, isn't it? Yeah. So you meet somebody and you're in love with them, but they're bad for you. So you start hating yourself because of their rejection of you. So you start picking on yourself and you say, well, if I change this about me, he will like me. If If I change my hair color, if I change my hairstyle, if I change the way I look, he will like me. That's internalized self-hatred. You hate yourself in the way you are because that's how someone else's rejection of you is projected onto you. Well, that's what people like Clarence Thomas are. They have internalized self-hatred. So they're looking at themselves through the lens of how a white person sees them and they don't like that. So they reject everybody who looks like them. I know it sounds crazy, but that's what white supremacy does. And imagine doing this over time. This has been going on forever. (laughs) This has not, this didn't just start. This started from the first black enslaved people were brought to this part of the world. That's when it started and it hasn't stopped. No, I know they're going to confirm her. They only need 51 votes. And I don't know if Suzanne Collins is brave enough to break ranks with the Republicans. No. Mitch, uh, What's his name? Mitch Romney is not brave enough to break ranks with the Republicans. No. Because in the end, they want the Republican Party to back them if they have a problem. So they're not going to. They're going to vote and confirm her because, again, it's whiteness. Whiteness is on the line. Whiteness is what they're defending, the power of whiteness. This is why we have to do term limits and get people out of there. This is why we have to change how this country works. It can't continue to work in the frame that it is working because it is not beneficial to the rest of us. Why should I, as a woman, have to sit back and, and watch you appoint a white woman who, from her words, Don't believe that somebody using the N word in a workspace is wrong. She also doesn't believe, she believes that slavery, talking about black people having no rights, she believes contextually that that was from the beginning. So the way the the law was written, was written hundreds of years ago, that still applies to today. That's what she believes. And I don't know if, if, if by the end of the day, this woman is going to be appointed because they're all going to vote for her. It's a dumb deal. At the end of the day, they're all white and are going to defend whiteness. Now, I know that some politicians can't say that because they have to try to be politically correct because they have to want votes and engender votes from everybody else. But I'm going to say it's what you want to say. And I'm saying it in my skin standing here in my skin and in my perspective as a human being, that this is what it looks like for me. This is why I don't know that I could ever enter politics because I call it like it is. I don't know that I can sugarcoat my words to make someone feel less offended because you ought to feel offended. You ought to feel jerked up. You're crazy and out of your cotton-picking mind to think that what worked 500 years ago still should work today, that the enslavement of people should still happen because you got it in your head and your ancestors told you that the color of your skin made you better than someone else. That was wrong and stupid then. It is even more stupid today. (laughs) So you continue to engender policies and create policies and enforce policies and legislation that continue to keep people wrapped up and bound to a system of white supremacy and white power and say that people are lazy and say that people don't want to do stuff, you took those opportunities away from them. Do you see what I'm saying? And so now we find ourselves in a place where We have to ask ourselves the question, what gives? Well, they're going to appoint her. And that's done. The only thing that the other people can do if they get in, eight days, the only thing they can do is impeach her or pack the damn court so that it becomes more representative. So she's outrun. Because she loves the position. She loves the power. She got over even her own people whom she taught. Even her own colleagues begged her not to do it. She's not concerned about that. Whatever they promised her, whatever they told her that they're going to do, she agreed to doing it. So whatever, because here's what's going to happen. The truth of the matter. Let's just be clear. What's going to happen is if Trump loses this election, he has lawsuits coming through the kazoo. He's going to be penalized. He's going to be criminalized. And everything on the kitchen sink is coming at him. He does. He needs friends on the Supreme Court. He needs friends who are going to defer stuff and push stuff back and rule in his favor. Because if he loses the election, there are criminal negligence charges that are coming at him, especially for people who lost family and loved ones during the pandemic. If you think people are going to sit back and not do anything about that, think again. So Trump is trying everything in his power to win. Part of his strategy is making sure there are people on the Supreme Court who are going to bank in his favor. But I have news for him. Once you are out of power, (laughs) you're out of favor. It's over. They're not going to defend you when you no longer have the power. You will be surprised how the tide changes. You don't believe me? Vladimir Putin, up until three weeks ago, was doing everything he could to subvert the election, because he likes having Trump in power, because Trump is his puppet. He can manipulate American foreign policy, and he can run roughshod over Europe, because that's what Putin wants. People in Europe are terrified, because without American defense bases and American defense, Putin will take over. So we're not the only ones who have a big stake in the election. The rest of the world does. But when Putin watched the last debate and realized that the tide is not turning in his favor, all of a sudden he gave an interview in which he said, I don't see anything wrong with Mr. Biden's son having an account in the Ukraine. But according to Rudy Giuliani, Russia, and according to the FBI, Russia was giving the uh, giving Trump information on the Bidens that was not even true. They were running with it. But now Putin is saying, I didn't have anything to do with that. You know why? He realizes the tide has turned, and the tide has turned away from Trump. So he's making sure that he ends up on the right side, because if Biden becomes president, American power and supremacy is resumed, and everybody who stood against us is going to find themselves at the business end of our foreign policy. They're going to be met with the business end of our foreign policy. And Putin knows that. As much as he thinks Russia is powerful, it is not as powerful as the United States. Trump may have done us a disservice. What he should have paid attention to, he didn't. Wars are not fought today with supersonic missiles. Wars are fought today with biotech. Wars are fought today with cybertech. That's what he should have paid attention to if he had listened to his intelligence briefings. He would have known that that's where you put your money, not in supersonic missiles. That day and time is over. We fight virtual wars now just like the war games that the kids play. But nobody is thinking about that. All they're concerned right now is the color of their skin. Mitch McConnell is having his headache. Can you just imagine the evil smiles and looks that he has on his face right now? He's just salivating by the end of this day I would have packed the Supreme Court. Amy Corney Barrett is putting on her makeup this morning and looking in the mirror and practicing her acceptance speech. I am this little white girl who has made it this far. And yes, I'm a handmaid, but look at me, I made it. I am going to be a Supreme Court Justice. Count your days because after January 21st, I'm not so sure about that. Do you see what I'm saying? The power of whiteness, watch whiteness work. Every one of us who has ever worked anywhere, has watched white girls and white boys come in who have no qualifications and get the job. I'm a nonprofit. I have watched white – let me tell you a story. There's a there's an activity or a, a company or whatever they are, an entity in Detroit called uh, – I can't even remember. It slipped me. Mulder City Match. And everybody's like, Harry, sign up with them. They were, they're giving out money. I went and asked them for some money to continue my shelter. They only give money to for-profit companies. People knew white girls who got money to start a a, a bridal boutique. One person got $30,000 to buy a house in English Village because it was helping to rebuild the city. Are you listening to me? She doesn't even live in America. She lives in Canada but well, she got $30,000 to buy a house. I kid you not. I applied for it, and I couldn't get it. The white woman who was writing the grants for me told me that you're not getting the grants because they're not going to give you the money. She didn't want to say, it took a black man to say, they're not giving you the money because the people who disburse grants are white. So they invariably give it to white people unless you really have someone on the inside and you pay them off. Screw you. Every one of us who has ever had to apply to do anything in America, this is why you find that black people are always overqualified. There's so many black people with doctoral degrees. You know how much time it takes to study to become, to have a doctoral degree. Do you know how expensive that is? And at the end of the day, when you retire, you still don't retire in a position commensurate with your field of study or how much you should have earned. You retire with debt and saddled with debt. I kid you not. It, it's not a rosy picture for people of color. But a white person has a bachelor's degree and they're running Chase Bank. A white girl is running Wells Fargo Bank. <laughs> She's running a stock market company. Worth over six hundred million dollars. It's just like we were talking. We've been talking about the stock market. Let's watch whiteness work. You hear the president talk about the stock market is glorious. I had to really sit back and I said, how come the stock market is doing well and pe- sixteen million people are out of work? How come the stock market is doing well and people can't find work? That's not representative of what is really going on. But a small group of people invest in the stock market. And they're mostly white. They're not 90% black. There are a few black people who have a little portfolio. But that's not the majority. They're white. So the stock market is for, watch whiteness work. Do you see what I'm saying? The stock market is for people who are white. Do we need to go further? Look in academia. Most adjunct professors throughout the country are people of color. White professors are tenured, mostly tenured. That means they get a lifetime appointment to being a professor at this university. They get benefits. (laughs) They get a salary. Most adjunct professors are people of color. So you have a master's degree, a doctoral degree, and you're packing, bagging groceries down at the local Piggly Wiggly. I kid you not. Look at redlining. Redlining was designed to what alienate and obfuscate what black people from owning property or reap the benefits thereof of being homeowners and property owners, building equity, generating and creating wealth. They made sure that black people continually face high unemployment. Listen to Trump talk about he's done more for black people. No wonder Joe Biden had to say he sounds like Abraham Lincoln here. Why do you have to continually prove that you're not racist if you are not racist? This is watch whiteness work. I kid you not. You are a professor. You have a master's degree, and they're paying you as an adjunct professor thirty thousand dollars. I was surprised. My daughter graduated law school, and when we do, we did a study of what salaries are for law school graduates and for new lawyers all over the country. In some cases, in some places, people are starting out at thirty thousand dollars a year. Depends on who you talk to. My daughter graduated law school and had to go wait tables with her law degree. The white girl whom she went to law school with graduated law school before she even got her law her bar exam results. Was being paid fifty five thousand dollars a year with a five thousand dollar signing bonus. Say thank you, please. That's watch whiteness work, and white people intrinsically understand this, so they feel a little guilty, but they take advantage of their privilege that the privilege of being white affords them and gives them. So eventually they recede into their part of the universe and they stay over there and they vote for candidates up and down the ticket who support what they believe in. And so they, this, this ideology and this continuation of whiteness continues to perpetuate, but right now it's no more glaring that right in front of us, appointing a Supreme Court justice eight days before an election in the middle of a pandemic who is threatening to remove what? A national health care plan for people who are sick. You know, yes, last night I was on LinkedIn and someone was posting how she had just completed her chemo, uh, her chemo treatment. It, the story rang a bell in me, it touched me because my mom died three years ago from cancer. And so I'm watching it. And you know what immediately came to mind? All the people who are sick, who are in treatment for cancer and other diseases, who are at risk for the coronavirus infection. And those people are going to be affected by the makings of a Supreme Court justice who is unqualified. Let me hear what somebody has to say. I'm very good when it comes to the investment direction. And this year has produced the worst returns. Really? Well, you can't say that to Brother Trump, though. He thinks the stock market has performed the best it has ever performed in over 50 years. The consummate salesman always selling lies, though. Let me tell you about the power of whiteness. Talking about Trump. Uh, NBC News created a reality show about this New York businessman who just had this bombastic lifestyle, right? And they created a reality show around him. The guy, by this time, Trump had been bankrupt. Do we all remember when uh, his Atlantic City casinos tanked and he declared bankruptcy after his divorce from his wife? Y'all remember that? Or the first wife, rather, so that she wouldn't get anything. But in truth, he was low on cash. He had no money. Okay. Well, NBC News created, NBC created this story around him and perpetuated this idea that he was a super successful businessman and a super success, so he became a billionaire. No, the truth of the matter was he wasn't, but the power of whiteness, perception. Oh, here comes Mr. Trump, the rich man. Let me give him $400 million. He says he wants to buy some properties. At the time, Trump didn't really own the properties. (laughs) He just kind of put his name on it through licensing deals, but then, on the strength of whiteness and the hubris of whiteness, he went and got deals and bought the properties. They gave him loans that they wouldn't give you and I a thousand dollar loan, but they were giving him loans for a, for hundreds of millions of dollars. That's whiteness. So then he comes to the public, and he says, "I am the I'm the Washington outsider." No, he was never a Washington outsider because he was running in those circles most of his life. Everybody who is in media or who is at the upper echelon of American society has a picture with Trump because they were all creating, you know, partying together, going to New Year's Eve events together. (laughs) So the very idea that when Trump became the president, that people were like, oh, my God, I don't know him was a lie. (laughs) They wanted to distance their brand from anything that he might've done wrong. But see, Trump too took advantage of his whiteness and used his white power to propel him into the most powerful office in the land. When he got into that office, he situated himself. I am positive that when this administration is over, you're going to find out how many deals he made into perpetuity, so he and his family can profit off him being president for four years. I guarantee it. Because you, white Americans, decided that you wanted a white man who looked like you. It wasn't enough to have a black guy who had two Ivy League degrees, who was a constitutional law professor, who was smart, and his wife were smart. You didn't want that. You didn't care if, if, if his wife Called herself a model, but we don't really Have any pictures to prove it But she was a professional model You didn't care about, all you cared about Was that they were white Just like you're ramming through a Supreme Court candidate right now Who on the strength of her whiteness She's as unqualified As they come, she's been in private practice For two years Two years, in Michigan For you to be a judge you have to practice law for five years. She was appointed a federal judge by this president. She has been a federal judge since 2017. 2017, actually, it was in October and November of 2017, not quite three years, and you nominated her for Supreme Court Justice, right? Contrarianism so attractive to so many black men? Well uh, there's that thing uh, Stockholm Syndrome that's one it's that internalized self-hatred where you don't like how you are presented and seen by white people whom you want to impress so you look at somebody and you say oh I want to impress him but I am not like that what they say about black men I'm not that kind of black man. So you side with the oppressor. Even though the oppressor has derogatory views, you side with him because you want to impress him that you are not that black man. Look at 50 Cent. That's a guy who hates black women, right? 50 Cent says he doesn't date black women. I think he owes child support. He filed for bankruptcy. He is as defunct as they come. But he's, he he sides with Donald Trump. Same thing with Kanye. That's internalized self-hatred. That's you looking at yourself and saying, I don't like the way that I'm perceived and shown. It's not just contrarism. It's a deliberate action on their part to say, I'm not going to go with the prevailing flow. A lot of it, too, is also the they wrongly categorized Joe Biden, who didn't really defend himself. Joe Biden, in the creation of the Crimes Act, of the Crime Bill of 1994, The crime bill of 1994 was not created just by Joe Biden. Y'all know that by now. That crime bill was also created with Black pastors and a lot of Black community leaders because crack was running rampant through the Black community. Joe Biden helped to author that. It wasn't just him. A lot of the language was prepared by Black pastors and Black community leaders. Go back and read the whole thing. Yet black men are saying and he's not responsible for the term super predators. That was that was Hillary. Let's just put Hillary out there. So I get that you may not have liked it, but if you were if you were committing crime for the love of God, then you're not doing anything to uplift yourself. And I'm certainly not going to support anybody who is going to talk about, well, you put a lot of black men in jail who, if you were a criminal. You they caught you hands <laughs> down. Committing a crime. (laughs) You see what I'm saying? That is what it is. So they are choosing a side because they're saying, I'm not Ice Cube and 50 Cent. They're saying, I'm not that black. And the rest of them who follow them, I'm not that black. I'm not that black man. I'm not that image of that black man, of black men that they present. So I'm not going to be a part of that. That's what that is. Contrarianism. Again, what they're siding with is they are enforcing the idea that white is right. They're enforcing the idea of white supremacy. They're enforcing the idea of white power. And that is what we must tear down. We got to get to the stage where the playing field is level, not level because you're white, but level because it is need. it is level. There is no need for black people. If you go on my LinkedIn page or your LinkedIn page, practically every black person out there has three degrees. But you, you, you look at the white people out there, they barely have a bachelor's degree. And they're doing well. Why, do, why does it take so much for a black person, a person of color, to have three and four degrees? And this person got appointed to the Supreme Court. That is watch whiteness work. Man, I tell you, I got to go. It's Monday. I'm so worked up right now. I am so worked up. You supported the 1994 crime bill. Yes, because crime, black, uh, 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 crack was running rampant through the black community. A lot of crime was being co- uh, committed in the, in, the, in the name of crack. Something had to be done. The country was a different place at the time. There was, crime was everywhere in every city. Maybe what has happened now is we've gotten used to it. I don't believe that crime went away by no stretch of the imagination. Homicide, I don't care what they say. People are still getting murdered. People are still getting robbed. People, women are still getting raped. So crime hasn't gone away. But in 1994, maybe we felt that we needed to control it before it got out of hand. Out of that 1994 crime bill also came the Violence Against Women's Act. So they were trying to balance the stakes based on the information that they had. And Hillary was wrong. I'm I'm not a supporter of Hillary. Hillary was wrong to have called people super predators. Her husband was a super predator in the White House, for the love of God. Wasn't he busy super spreading? So I don't know where she came up with that idea. And that is why we lost the 2016 election because of Hillary, because the white, again, the white establishment wanted what? They wanted a white woman to be President, the least qualified candidate. She wasn't the qualified candidate in 2016. There were other people who were more qualified, but the white establishment did not choose it because Hillary was not winnable in no place, not against someone like Donald Trump who was a complete outsider to the perception of the public, right? Right? He wasn't in Washington. He was never a politician. Of course, white America, I'm poor white America. See, you gotta look at the structure of the Republican Party. See, the Republican Party w- w- was always filled with affluent people. You know, people who earn over a hundred thousand dollars a year, college educated, degree, with a degree. Yeah, okay. But when Donald Trump first came around, he appealed to the working class base of the party. What happened, he, he began to identify with them, and he said, well, they're vulnerable, they're also loyal, let me get into their heads. So he starts pushing this power, this ideology of white supremacy. What that did was it alienated the traditional Republicans who started to think, I'm not sure I like that. I'm not sure that that is who I want to be. They didn't like that. So that part of the party left, and now what you have is what is left. It's the remains of the day. So they're glorifying. You, 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 have you seen the news reports? They're glorifying in this whole idea that, it, you know, you're appointing another person to the Supreme Court. Can I just ask you something? What's that going to do at the end of the day? Is that going to get you a stimulus check? Is that going to get your bills paid, your business is shut down? The pandemic has run rampant through your finances. Whatever savings you have has dried up in the last eight months. But you are worried about somebody on the Supreme Court who is going to join the ranks of the privileged. That, my friends, is what is down to earth. Watch Whiteness work. Share this podcast with others. Thank you so much for being a part of my experience today. Eight days and 545 reasons. Eight days. Thanks, everybody. Be blessed. Thank you, Brother Fuge, for your contribution. Thank you so much. Be blessed. <laughs> Thanks so much, everybody. It's been a pleasure. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere.